Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I mean, bottom line is I think Warren uh, was all over the uh, Ravens in this game against the Browns, uh, and that's the gist of it. Let's keep going, Mafia, with the NFL. Well, sticking with the NFL, we got a lot more to talk about here because a loaded week, even though you're missing a couple teams off on bye week, still so many games. Uh, Arthur Smith and the Falcons have been surprising lately. They've gotten a couple wins here, tied up, you know, three and three in the top of that division there. He says that even though they've had success, just like if they were losing, they can't dwell on what they did last week and have to focus and get ready for this week. we got a lot of uh, guys that put in the work. They enjoy being around each other. Um, but it's something you got to work on every day uh, just because you won a game on Sunday. and yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to win, and, but you got to turn the page just like when you lose. So I think you'll find out more kind of how we respond this week, uh, how you handle success just as much as as important as you handle any kind of failure too. So it's a big week for us. Uh, we got a huge, huge challenge. So it's something we work on every day. But uh, and like I said, a lot of times I enjoy coming to work every day. Well, I know that Art hates the media like no other. I mean, this guy just absolutely loathes going to that presser every week. He would rather be put in a trash compactor than talk to the press. But whatever. I think his team played great last week against the Niners. I couldn't believe how badly they kicked their teeth in. They beat them by two touchdowns. They have covered in every single game they've played. How do you not think about grabbing those points with them in the jungle, Moth? Especially given the number that they're getting. I mean, a team that's won, th- what, three or four? They beat San Francisco, and they're still not getting that much love. They're getting six and a half in Cincinnati. That's a pretty almost a touchdown here, and it's gone up from the six that it started at. So the faith in them has wavered since they got that win last week. I don't know. I agree with you that, you know, Cincinnati is not the same team that they were last year. They've gotten together a little bit more, but a full touchdown is a lot to lay against a team that keeps covering against everybody. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very dangerous bet. Uh, you know, the Bengals, people keep acting like they've found themselves, and I don't agree with that. They're 500. That's who they are. Uh, they have not figured anything out. They've looked better some weeks than others, and that's really the gist of it. So, I think Atlanta's live for this game right now at six and a hook. Speaking of teams that have not found themselves, Scott, one of the biggest ones in the NFL that people are you know, surprised about how bad they have been, have been the Green Bay Packers, playing another team that's been terrible that people 
Expect a little bit more from, but not as much as Green Bay, obviously, in the Washington Commanders. Malifor over the Packers. You know, we've heard a lot of talking from them, then back and forth. You know, Aaron Rodgers says we got to simplify the offense. He says, I don't know what he's talking about. Well, you know, big thing for LaFleur in his press conference yesterday was that, well, we got to not lose the love of the game. Even though we suck right now, we still have to enjoy our suckingness. We still have to be happy that we're playing football. I mean, that's just ridiculous. We're not even going to listen to that. Let's just see what the line is on this one. They are favorites, even though they're having a terrible season and on the road, laying four and a half to the commanders who are even more horrible and now playing their back in Tyler Heineke. Of course, after Wentz went down with his injury, how are you seeing this one? Did the Green Bay Packers finally get back on their winning ways now they're not playing the New York teams? Well, you would think so because Washington is that bad, I think. You know, I mean, they are who they are, two and four, whatever. Uh, they're, you know, lost to the Titans at the goal line is kind of the, you know, explicably showing you who they are and what their problems have been. They can't finish in the red zone. They turn the ball over. Uh, Wentz has been a disaster. Now, all of a sudden, people are buying into cold Heineken coming in and being fantastic and that Wentz will never get his job back. Everybody needs to chill out. And he needs to go out and beat this team. Everybody else does. The Giants beat him. The Jets beat him in Lambeau. They're on the road at the dump in Landover. Anything's possible. The number is what scares me to four and a half. Can the Packers beat anybody by four and a half? We'll see. We welcome all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline USA. It's coast to coast on a Friday. Good to have you with us. The team that just last beat them was, of course, the New York Jets. They went into Lambeau, got the win, and one of the big reasons for that was your man Sauce Gardner. I know you loved him at the draft with all his chains and his flash. He's been doing good things for the Jets. He even stole a cheese head that he you know, was walking out of the stadium with. People were watching him you know, Twitch playing video games the next day, still had it right behind him, loving the win in Lambeau. And so far, his coach is loving what the kid is doing for the Jets. There's things he's got to get he's gonna, um, that he's gotten away with. Um, a couple of penalties here and there that he can, he can be better with. Uh, he, he's a special talent. Uh, and the talent, there's, uh, I think Sherm, Sherm sent me a little clip of him on a double move comeback, just uh, the on the field camera angle when I was on the bus. And I was like, damn. It was just a really, really impressive play, especially for a guy his size. So he, he is a special talent. And what's great about him is that it's he's just absorbing so much information and he's and he hasn't even he knows that he has a long way to go and he knows he's got a ways to get better and he, he's relentless in his pursuit to get better so uh, we got a good one and he'll, he'll, he'll continue to get better I mean he's the new Rebus Island I mean he's got the same type of talent that Rebus had coming into the league uh, he was a great player from the jump and that's what this kid is he's got mega talent he's a stud and you know all this Rhetoric about he's got so much uh, to learn. No, he doesn't. <laughs> this guy's got so much talent. It's, it's spewing out of him. And he's got the onions to wear that cheese head in front of all those drunks in Green Bay. Beautiful. Big favorite right now for defensive rookie of the year. Just like Revis Allen type of player, like you said, a badass there. And it's going to be interesting to see who he goes up against this week because Denver, we still don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. Brett Rippon took a lot of snaps for them the last couple days. And one of his teammates, Elijah Moore, apparently is on his way out, not going to play. He wants to be traded. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, Moff, I, I don't believe for one minute that the Jets are going to trade Elijah Moore because uh, this kid is unhappy. He's been in the league, you know, in, in training pants for a year. Uh, he's got absolutely no juice. And basically, they told him to STFU. STFU. Not only that, you're not playing. Sit down. Shut up. Mm-hmm. We're not trading you. We own you. That's exactly what they do. They own him. They don't like hearing that word in the NFL, but that's exactly what it is. They own him. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't like the what your role is, then show up and practice and show out. I mean, yesterday he wasn't even there. They excused him for personal reasons, which means, you know, they let him go because he was having a tantrum and complaining. So they said, just get out of here. I mean, if you want to play Throw more, up. then show up. I mean, these other guys are showing you out. Corey Davis is playing better. Garrett Wilson's playing better. Braxton Barrows is being the gadget guy all over the place. Like, if you want to make yourself a role, you better carve one out and show that you can do it. You haven't lived up to the pick that you were. It is what it is. They have options. They're not worried about it. You know, they said they're not going to trade him. He wants to be traded. They said, you're not going anywhere, so put up and shut up. We'll see what happens going on there. But moving on to some of these other games, uh, we had a great game coming up between Indy and Jacksonville, of course, this week. We'll talk about the odds later, but last week, of course, then you got the big win against Jacksonville, now going against Tennessee, I'm sorry, this week, not Jacksonville, playing Tennessee this week, another division matchup, but against Jacksonville, Matt Ryan had to throw the ball all over the place. We're not going to listen to him because he told us what we already know. We're not going to throw the ball 50 times every week because otherwise the guy's arm is going to fall off. He's old and fragile. But moving on to one of the other you know games that we have that's going to be interesting, not necessarily because of it being good teams. They're both pretty bad teams. There's a lot of games with bad teams this week, but... There's a lot of history in this one, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders playing the Houston Texans. Not because of the teams, but because of one of their players. Of course, Derek Carr, the quarterback for the Raiders, grew up watching the Houston Texans because of his brother, David. And he talks about his fondness for the franchise and how he actually wished he went there when he was getting drafted. I have so many memories. I was like like one of their first fans ever, you know, and uh, and so many memories in and what was Reliant Stadium? It was it NRG Pat now? McAfee. Or did they change? Who knows? Okay, all right. Reliant Stadium. Um, you know, <laughs> I have so many memories there. I played on the field, you know, in the little mascot game, you know, as a kid. So many Boy, memories. Any shirts with sleeves? There and, you know, you know, friends who, be, people who became Andre Johnson and, you know, all these guys, you know, and watching them play. And uh, like I said, so many memories. But, but then I think about, you know, all the offensive linemen they didn't pick, you know, so then I'm like, I get a little mad. So, <laughs> so I do think about it, but I've always loved that organization. And, and, and before he passed, Mr. McNair was so nice to my family. Yeah, I, I think the uh, Texans organization's a disaster. How's that sound? I mean, are the Raiders that far off right now? They brought in, you know, they had this great success last year. And then it's gone completely down the drain with McDaniels in here. You know, we thought this guy learned that maybe he was going to be a great coach this year. Hasn't shown us so far with this team. They've been awful, too. It's going to be two bad teams playing, which probably means we're going to get a great game. Speaking of bad teams, uh, yours right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting some guys back. You got your guy, Kenny Pickett. He's clear concussion protocol. So as Fryermuth, he's going to be playing Levi Wallace. 
all clear concussion protocol to play and be back for the Steelers this week. So hopefully that gives them another boost from you know the nice win they had against Tampa. J.K. Dobbins, on the other hand, is out again after all the time off last year because of the knee. Comes back, they kind of ease him into things. Well, he's back out another four to six weeks. He's going to go another knee surgery under the knife again next week. So it looks like he's going to be a non-factor for them most of this year as well. Why don't we now look at some of these other games that we haven't checked the boards on, the graphics on, and uh, the odds on so far, starting with the Jets in Denver. They are playing that game, of course, in mile high with the Broncos. Now being underdogs, they were favorites for most of the week, but as we still don't know what Russell Wilson's status, it looks like it has switched to the Jets now, minus one. You also have Indian Tennessee, who we just mentioned. That game is two and a half to the Titans at home. You have Tampa Bay and Carolina, which has jumped from 11 now to 13 with McCaffrey being traded off of Carolina. And the Giants and Jags. Jaguars still the favorite, laying three at home. Well, I think everybody is trying to get... Uh... You suckered into the Jaguars pick. How are they favored over the Giants is beyond me. Uh, and I know everyone thinks they're going to shut down uh, Barkley and that's how they're going to win the game. And I just don't believe it. And I'll tell you another thing. The Jets game is about the Broncos defense. It doesn't matter if Rippon's the quarterback or Wilson's the quarterback. The Broncos offense is an atrocity. But their defense is legit, Right. So will Zach Wilson and the Jets, which has just been greased lightning lately, they look so good. Will they be able to do that in the thin air in Denver? And I don't want any part of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers or that Carolina team. You're dancing with the devil with that type of spread. I don't want anything to do with it. Colts and Texans, uh, Titans in Smashville. Uh, they beat them in Indy. I don't see why they don't beat them in uh, Nissan in Smashville. I think the Titans are the better team. They've won three in a row. Uh, I think Tannehill's doing the job again, and Henry's running the ball well, and they have not suffered that greatly with the loss of Landry. I mean, they beat them in Indy. The Colts, to me, every single week, it's such a struggle within. You know what I mean, Moff? It's just every game they're in. They barely got by the Jags in Indy after they got their ass handed to them by the Jags in Jacksonville. I don't buy the Colts as a good football team. I think the Titans are better than them. And I think the Titans are going to win that uh, South, too. Yeah, very Jekyll and Hyde, the Colts. One game, they look awesome. They get the game-winning touchdown against the Jaguars. But don't forget the one in Jacksonville where they couldn't score any damn points. So you never know what you're getting with this team. We'll see which version we get this week as they are in Tennessee. Also this week, we talked about you know these games in some regard to Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. You heard you know Warren Sharp say he hates the Browns defense. They're terrible. The Ravens should run all over them. Ravens are laying six and a half at home. Houston Texans in Las Vegas. Raiders with their quarterback who can't find any sleeves. Laying seven, Seahawks and the Chargers. Chargers laying five and a half at home in L.A. And your Steelers traveling down to Miami. Both teams get their quarterbacks back. Miami laying seven to the boys from the Steel Town. I don't think the Steelers are a good football team at all. The Dolphins should beat them. And, I mean, they should beat them by 10 or more. That's just all there is to it. A dangerous line, but I think Miami can handle it. They have played against some really good teams and hung with all of them. And I know they lost to us, so they lost games. But remember, they did steal that game from the Bills. Nobody else can beat them. And then I think the Seahawks are going to give the Chargers a game at SoFi and cover that number. And the Raiders have to beat the Texans. But that number scares me at seven for sure because the Texans seem to be in every game, right? And if they score early like they've been doing, 
they'll cover the number. And the Raiders have struggled to win every game. They're, they got one win. They're, they're struggling in every game they play. So how do you lay seven with a team that can barely get out of their own way? And I think the Ravens beat the Browns in the Charm City. They've blown leads against good teams. They beat bad teams. I think the Browns are a bad team. The reason I think they're a bad team is because Jacoby Brissett sucks. And, of course, there's one game we have yet to see so far in these boards, and that is the Monday night game. Everyone's waiting to see if Mac Jones is going to be able to play. But right now, we're going to have Bill Belichick talk to us about the other side quarterback because, you know, right now, Belichick, whenever you have a presser, either he tells you nothing or he lies to you. So let's see which one it is when he talks about Justin Fields. Again, a very athletic uh, kid. He uh, gets out of a lot of trouble uh, with his athleticism, his speed, his size, balance. Uh, he runs well. Um, you know, I think he, he can see the field. Uh, again, he's they lead a league in yards per pass attempt. So uh, when they throw it, there are a lot of downfield plays. He's accurate. Uh, he can throw on the run. He can and throw bottom the of the league in completions. Uh, and, and he sees down the field as well as, you know, at other areas in the intermediate and, and check downs and, you know, screens and things like that, which they're very good at, especially with, you know, with the two outstanding backs that they have. You know, what that means in Portuguese is the Bears never win. It doesn't matter. It sounds like he's talking about the 85 Bears. I mean, honestly, they're awful. I mean, this is easy money right here. The Pats are going to run the ball down their throat. Laying over a touchdown eight right now. We'll see how that you know changes as we get closer to things on Monday. But that's the Monday night game. We're going to wrap things up in the NFL when we come back after this break where we have the lion's share. We get ready for your props for Sunday and get you ready to make some extra money different ways here on Burrell Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a whole new jungle. This is The Lion's Share. Brought to you by Ben MGM. All right, Pharrell, back with Brian Ciano on Coast to Coast on a pain-free Friday. We get into the lion's share. Brought to you by Bet MGM. All right, Moff, let's dance. All right, Scott, we're going to look at all these player props for Sunday. See if we can make some extra cash instead of just betting the totals and the spreads and the money lines. Find a little extra you know, value here with some of these plays. We're going to start with some of the big quarterbacks this week. I think we're going big time, big names. See what we can get out of them. First off, Aaron Rodgers playing against the Washington Commanders. We know this defense is supposed to be the strength of it. It's been much maligned. He has been great, but that brings his number down to 231.5, which is low for what he usually would be. What do you think? Can he go over? I think we have a chance here with this Commander defense. That's, you know, hasn't been great and been struggling. He's going to be on the field a lot with Heineke probably doing a lot of three outs. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, and I also don't have any faith whatsoever in the Green Bay Packers. They're not a good football team. The receiving uh, is a mess. 
Uh, I think their uh, receivers like Watkins, Cobb, they're washed, they're finished. I think their young rookies uh, have been anything but good. Every week's a struggle to score, let alone move the ball. I'm going to go under. Speaking of guys who have had a struggle, Tom Brady, of course, the GOAT has had his issues with Tampa Bay. They've had guys injured all year, whether it be the offensive line, his receivers, he's been kind of piecing things together from time to time. But now he goes against the Carolina Panthers team that is just awful. Against P.J. Walker on the other side of quarterback, so the offense for them without McCaffrey is going to be pretty ugly. Do you think he can go over the 265.5 against this bottom feeder of the division? Yeah, because I think what you said previously that there's going to be three and outs, that's more applicable here. I think Cold Heineken can actually do some things against the overrated Bucks defense. Everybody keeps talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks like they have uh, their Super Bowl winning team. Uh, they're far removed from that, right? But here's the deal. Uh, against this team, he's going to have the ball, I think, three more times than he would normally have it like against Pittsburgh, right, last week. So I'm going to go over with Brady. He's going to light up Carolina all day long. All right. Speaking of someone who had to throw the ball all day long last week, that was Matt Ryan. We talked about that earlier, thrown 50 times this week. Going against the Titans, you got the two teams that have some of the best running backs in the league, probably the two best running backs in the league, and Taylor, who is going to be going, and King Henry on the other side. 252 for him and a half. You know, maybe if the situation is different, maybe if Jonathan Taylor is not in there, I say, okay, maybe there's a chance he has to throw the ball coming from behind. But I'm going under on this one. I think it's going to be a running back heavy day for both these teams. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go under. Uh, he's on the road uh, in a hostile environment at Nissan in Smashville. And I think they're going to try to, you know, pound it on the ground, same as the Titans. And I think the Titans' defense isn't going to let that happen for Matt Ryan. I think he's going down, too, at least three or four times. He gets sacked every week. He's got happy feet, and he turns the ball over, too. So uh, I'm not buying him. All right, now we're going to switch things over to those running backs that we just mentioned. And one of the ones who's had a great season so far and has been most of the offense for his team, of course, is Saquon Barkley with New York, traveling down to Jacksonville this weekend. So many of the receivers still banged up, not playing, barely even practicing. He has been everything for them. 76 and a half is his rush total. Or if you want to throw a little extra in there, you want to get a little crazy, the rushing and receiving, 106 and a half for Saquon. I mean, as long as – I know he's playing a good defense, but the Giants, if they're going to do anything, has to be through him. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm going to stay under based on uh, the Jaguars' run defense. They allow 89 yards a game. They're number three in the NFL. I think that's why the spread is Jacksonville minus three, because I think the house thinks that uh, the Jags are going to shut Barkley down. And I don't think he's going over that uh, rushing receiving number either. All right. So it's going to be an ugly grinded out day for that game. This is the way you're looking at it. Uh, a team that has a guy who's, you know, burst onto the scene here in his rookie year, Kenneth Walker, the third for Seattle. He's having a great season ever since he came back from the appendectomy he had. Uh, or not appendectomy, I think it was a groin issue he had. Either way, he's been great since he came into Seattle in his rookie year. Has really been taking over the load now with his backfield mate out because of the neck injury. 67.5 is his total as he plays the Chargers defense, who is pretty banged up. What do you think he does? Do they keep it on the ground and he pounds it for over that? Yeah, I think he can have uh, over 75 yards. So 67.5, I think, is doable. They're going to be in that I game. agree with you. I 
Yeah, they're going to be in that game, and that defense is so banged up, I think it's just hand the ball off to him. They don't want to have Geno do too much. It's all about the running game and then maybe getting a few passes to DK when things open up. But I agree with you. I'm going over as well. And then, of course, a guy who's had a big role since his quarterback got hurt. Now that quarterback is coming back. We'll see how they tailor the offense to him now is Ezekiel Elliott. With Dak coming back, even though he had the issue with the thumb, do you think they still run the ball and he gets over the 64 and a half this week for them against uh, you know his opponent? Or do you think that they are going to just let Dak try to fling it around? Oh, I don't think uh, Dak's going to fling it around that much with uh, the thumb and everybody's talked about how can he spin it? How does he grip it? He's back. There's no denying that. I still think he can throw the football. But I think Tony Pollard's the reason why I'm not going to buy Zeke Elliott going over that number. Tony Pollard is the significant star running back of the Cowboys now. It's not Ezekiel Elliott. Those days are over. So I'm going to say under. All right. I think they're both going to have big days because Detroit is just terrible. So I think they're both going to have some good runs against that defense. We'll see they what score happens. A lot. To re- they do. I mean, especially they scored more without Dak than with them. So we'll see if that changes. I mean, the Lions. And he tries to do more. The Lions so. score the a Lions lot. Too. They do. I, that's they, gonna they be got a wild up. game. It's going to go back and forth. It's going to be uh, a lot of scoring by both teams because neither one of them do anything uh, but but score. And the fact of the matter is, I think Cooper did a great job. I think uh, Dak has to come back and take hold of his job, and he's going to want to have a big game. But uh, there's something about the Lions. I don't think they're good. I think they lose. I think they always lose. But you see the games they're in. They're wild scoring games. We'll have to see. They have a lot of guys on offense banged up. Swift still banged up. Reynolds. We'll have to see what the practice reports come out with them. Who's playing, who's not. That could change things a little bit. But we'll keep an eye out on that over the weekend. Going to the receiving now. Jamar Chase. We talked about Cincinnati, how they're starting to get it going. And he's always a big part of that. Do you think he can have over 81 and a half yards in this game for them this week against the Falcons? I do, because they're in the jungle. They're at home. And I think Burrow's going to do whatever he wants with all of them, Higgins, Boyd, Chase, I think they'll all have good games. Uh, I, You know, can the Falcons play well? Yes, because I think the Bengals, every game has been a struggle. Every game they've had a challenge. That's why they're 500. They're not kicking anyone's ass. So I think Atlanta's going to be able to score on them. But I do think Chase will have a big day. I'll go over. All right, a guy that we're going to have to keep an eye out for as the weekend progresses because right now the latest report is that he's questionable with that shoulder injury. I went with him because he was the lower of the two options for this team. Of course, the Dolphins getting their quarterback back in Tua. You have Tyreek Hill, Cheetah, who gets you know big numbers. I think he was up in the 70s. So I went with Waddle here, 58 and a half, because usually him as the second option can sneak in some extra uh, you know, catches here. Do you think he has a – if he plays, of course, do you think he gets over this? Well, if he's all banged up and might not play, I'll say no. All right, we'll have to keep an eye out on that, see if he suits up on Sunday. He's you know been banged up throughout the season and gone through it. We'll see if he can do it again one more time against the Steelers. Last on the reception yards list is Romeo Dobbs. We've talked about him. We've talked about the Packers. Do they get it going? What can they do against the Commanders? It's been an ugly season for him, but the rookie has started to find himself a little bit here. And with some of these other guys banged up in that receiving core, He's got a little bit more attention. 41 and a half right now against that commander's defense. Do you think Aaron Rodgers could find him? Well, he's the one he throws to the most, so I'll say over. That's nothing. That's two catches. 
Yeah, a lot of respect to that defense the book has given them, obviously, with that number. Now we're going to go to anytime TDs. I'm going to start this off with a little revenge factor. That's why I like this one, because he hasn't gotten a lot of touchdowns yet for them, but he's playing against his old team in Atlanta, and that's Hayden Hurst, the tight end for the Bengals, going back, playing his team. I think he wants it badly. I think they try to get him one at least. I'm taking him plus 190. Yeah, I mean, the game's in Cincinnati, so he's just playing his old team at home, and I think he's going to have a touchdown because they're going to make sure he gets one. Now, there weren't too many anytime touchdown props out yet. You know, look out for those throughout the weekend. There'll be more coming out. So we're slim pickets on some of these games. We're going to go a little deeper here right now. Christian Kirk, the Jacksonville Jaguars receiver, of course, playing the Giants. He's had some big games for them. It slowed down a little bit. He had a big start to the series, the season. Hasn't had a ton of touchdowns. I got one recently, so I think he's going to get one here, plus 115. I like that. I, I think he's got a shot to grab one, and they don't want to pay that much money out to you, so a buck 15 sounds reasonable. He'll probably score. All right, another guy we've talked about this week. We talked about him with uh, your boy Adam Kaplan, who we'll talk to later on the show, talking about the different backs in Indianapolis. Now, of course, he filled in great for Jonathan Taylor. Taylor's not going to be there. I mean, he's going to be there, but because of this guy's versatility, both rushing and receiving, I threw in your man Deion Jackson, plus 175 for the Colts to have a touchdown against the Titans. I mean, uh, I'll say no, but I think that's a great try on your part. I mean, he might. I mean, anything's possible in that game. I'll just say no. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think they're going to have their problems against the Titans. I know a lot of people are on the Colts, and I just do not like that football team. Like, even last week, I hit them, as you know, uh, in that game against Jacksonville, and they had to score late just to win the game. I could barely win at home against a crappy team, and they got their ass beat by them before. They lost to the Titans before in Indy. I don't think they're going to have a great day in Nashville. Uh, we're going to go deep shot with that same game. Then the guy who did score late against Jacksonville, Alec Pierce, plus 325, a little bit better odds. You think he has a chance to go back-to-back -back weeks? I do. They love him. He's having a great season. I think he's got much better odds of scoring. All right, that was the line share. We'll see you on Monday how things worked out over the weekend for us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, Moff, I know you love every four years when I have another Pharrell anoscopy, and I'm having one on November 1st, which means on the 31st on Pharrellween, I'll be uh, drinking the Kool-Aid that makes you, you know what, uh, all night long, baby. I mean, like uh, the River Kwai. I mean, all night long, baby, like Ric Flair. I'll be on the header. Uh, but here's the deal. Today, I had to go uh, draw blood for the uh, procedure, and I went to the uh, doctor's office and the lady's like, you were just here two weeks ago having your physical. Why can't they use the blood work uh, that they did that day for this procedure? And I said, well, 
I have no idea, ma'am, but they told me I had to come back and draw more blood. And did you know that you can get a $1,000 risk-free wager at BetMGM if you use the bonus code Coast to Coast? And she said, what? I said, yeah, $1,000 risk-free bet. I mean, you like to play, right? She's like, I do like to play. And she said, what's your name? And then the next thing you know, she was like hitting on me. I didn't know what to do, but I told her she should just download the BetMGM app and she'll be good to go because she wasn't as hot as 34C. Shake out all right, good for you taking care of your health, Scotty. As always, luckily, I have not had to do that. Uh, hopefully not for a little while. We'll see. I'm sure it's very important now. You it's will. A couple years. You uh, will. My wife will make me. Uh, I avoid the doctor like the plague. She makes me go, so I'm sure it'll be coming. Everyone soon. needs to do uh, it. The PSA for the prostate and the pharelinoscopy. Once you're over 40 years old, you do it or you die. It's real simple. All right, well, then I'll be seeing that coming down the barrel real soon. No pun intended. Uh, we get into college football now. Just staying with football, dipping to the college scene now first. On a sad note, we have to report that San Jose freshman Camden McWright unfortunately passed on Friday. I know you said it was uh, that he was in an electric scooter, got hit by a car, and unfortunately lost his life just a couple of weeks before turning 19. Got hit by a bus. To keep it, by a bus. Jeez. I mean, that's just terrible. Uh, the game with them in New Mexico State on Saturday right now, it's pending. I'll have to watch out and see the, what they decide to do there. I mean, they're pretty play the callous game. to play that game. Play, play the game and win the game for the kid. Go go win the game for the kid. That's what they always say. Like, that's what he would want them to do, his teammates. Go win the game. They're having a good season. Now what, they're going to cancel the game. I understand how awful it is what happened to the kid. That's two kids in one week we've seen die. The kid at Mississippi State, 19 years old. That's real creepy. They found him dead at a church. And then this kid dies on a scooter getting hit by a bus. I mean, geez, you talk about Black Cloud Diner. But I think the kid, like, I'm not speaking for him, but I would think that, you know, you hear the old slogan, you know, he would want us to go win. Go go play the game and win. That's what he'd want. And we'll see if they play the game or not. I actually think they should just go play the game. That's what they were going to do anyway, right? Yeah, we'll see what happens as we keep a watch on that. Games that There were some games that were played yesterday that they probably just should have canceled with the way they went. I mean, we had the Thursday night football in the NFL where we actually had points for the first time in weeks, and it seemed like college football was like, all right, we'll take the nobody scores games then. We'll take care of that tonight. As you had Virginia beat Georgia Tech 16-9. to The only touchdown was a pick six defensively by Georgia Tech for them. Uh, otherwise, you had just one pass TD from Armstrong. On the other side for Virginia, Troy beat South Alabama 10-6. to That was ugly as well. The quarterback for Troy rushed for 86 yards and one touchdown. It was just both some uh, pretty bad games. But then we get some action tonight as well. Not exactly, you know, the ones that you want to sit back and make sure you're watching. So probably ones better go to watch baseball, watch hockey, watch basketball, plenty of that. But here are the games we have tonight. You have Princeton and Harvard. You have LIU and Wagner. And then you get into something that's a little bit better, but not much. Tulsa and Temple, 13.5 points spread there for Tulsa. And UAB and Western Kentucky with a 1.5 point spread. What do you like, if anything, tonight? Well, uh, that was another one, Princeton. The girl they found dead, uh, the student at Princeton, they found her dead uh, this week. I mean, it is just horrible, these stories that come one by one at these college campuses. The kid that got murdered at Purdue by his roommate. It's crazy. The only game that matters tonight is, and that Tulsa Temple game is awful. The only game that matters is a really good game. It's UAB and Western Kentucky and Bowling Green. I think the Hilltoppers are going to give UAB Blazers a game. I think they can beat them. I think it's going to be exciting. Both teams can score. Both teams have good quarterbacks and good offenses. I think that game will be fantastic. 
Do I think it's going to be better than the Phillies and Padres? No, but I do think that it's going to be a good game in Bowling Green. Of course, the better games are always Saturday. we got some great ones in the top 25, some good unranked ones. We'll get into that right now. Now, of course, Alabama had the loss to Tennessee last week. Nick Saban, he says he wants to clean them up. We're not even going to listen to him because, of course, you know, you want him to fix mistakes. Really? Thanks, Coach. Tell us something that we didn't know. But what we do know is that they're getting a big spread once again against Mississippi State, playing at home, laying 21 in this one. 61 and a half is the total as the Crimson Tide tried to rebound after the loss against the Vols. Who do you like in this one? Well, they never lose after they lose. So they're going to find a way to beat Mississippi State. They lost one of their teammates who died this week, as we mentioned. That's a problem to begin with. But the kid didn't play, right? He was a freshman walk-on. Here's the deal. I don't think you can give Rodgers 21 points. The back door will be left wide open, Led Zeppelin style. I am telling you. That kid throws for 400 yards every week. He's too good to give 21 points to. The air raid offense scores points. Tennessee scored 52 points against the great Tide that never lose and that always play in the national championship game. Their defense sucks. That's all there is to it. I mean, what more do you need to know? And yeah, I had the balls winning outright last week, plus 233. I kind of like Mississippi State with the 21 based on Rodgers. One thing I've learned betting over the years, never give a bunch of points to a great quarterback because the back door swings wide open and they don't lock it at night. <laughs> well, Tim, that's having a great season this year is Syracuse so far, still undefeated, ranked 14th right now, playing Clemson. Of course, Dabo, the, the way that he is, he's going to talk up this opponent, talk about how great they are. But the book is not seeing it the same way right now. Get laying 14, Clemson is, at home against Syracuse. Do you think that the Orange have a chance in this one, or is Clemson going to run away with it? You know, I, I really am troubled by this game. It, it seems to me that they're going to be very difficult to beat in Death Valley, right? But how do you give 14 points to a team that hasn't lost a game that rushes for 250 yards a game? I mean, they're going to try to run the ball, all day long against Clemson. Clemson has been involved in high-scoring wild games, right? Their defense that used to be so vaunted is not as great as it once was. I won't deny that they're a top team in the country, that they win, that they're highly ranked, that they're tough to beat. I like Clemson. I think they're a good football team. But they get scored upon. And if you can run the ball like Syracuse does, and they have one of the best running backs in the country, if they can run the ball tomorrow, they'll cover the wood. It's two touchdowns. You can't give a team that rushes for 250, 300 yards a game two touchdowns. You just can't do it as a better. Yeah, and they do have a history of stumbling against the Orange, usually up at the Dome, not usually at home, but we'll see if Syracuse can make them pay once again. Now, one coach, we talked about the history uh, between the NFL teams in Vegas and Houston with, of course, Carr. There's a lot of history in college this week, too, with, of course, Chip Kelly and UCLA playing Oregon. Let's hear the coach talk about playing his former team. What did they, they do really well that you feel you got to prepare for when you guys are looking out for? Well, everything. I mean, they've got a really good run game with their quarterback, um, but he's also has the ability to beat you with his arm. Um, they, do, they do a nice job on, on both sides of the ball schematically. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, they're, they're one lost team for a reason, you know, they're, they're a really good football team. So, you know, we're excited about playing. Look, uh, 
here's the deal, Moff. You know as well as I do, UCLA's got a really good football team. Great quarterback, great running back, great receivers with size, a decent defense. They haven't lost a game. They're getting a bunch of points. Now, look, it is hard to win at Outson Stadium in Eugene. It's good for, you know, at least four or five points. You start talking about giving UCLA, what's the number, like seven, like six? Six right now. I don't even know. That's just too many points. UCLA scores points every game. They're unstoppable. Their quarterback's too experienced. They're too veteran-laden, too many seniors, too good of a running game, too good of a passing game, too good of a quarterback, too good of a scheme. They're, I mean, Chip Kelly's offense is, is undeniable. They're going to score on Oregon all day. I love the over 70 and a hook, and I think the Bruins cover the number. Yeah, I'm with you. Their quarterback is living up to it right now. They, they always get hyped before the season starts the last couple of years, especially since Chip's been there. They're living up to it. He's playing great. He's still up on those Heisman boards. I think they have a chance to cover here, even though they're at Oregon. Another game that's going to be traveling, Lane Kiffin. He going to LSU. He says he knows how tough a test it is. But then he also is complaining, saying that instant replays ruining the game, uh, you know, slowing it down. You know, they, they never – I think was, uh, they always keep the calls anyway. Kelly's opponent saying that, that, you know, instant replay stinks. Yeah, they never overturn the calls. We want to make sure they get it right. Anyway, this game, of course, is a big one between these two teams, Ole Miss, LSU. Right now, the spread in this one is two. Very close. LSU at home laying two against Ole Miss. How do you see this going? Well, Brian Kelly's the one that's crying about replays, all right? He did an entire press conference saying, you know, replay is ruining college football. I couldn't agree more. Every single play takes five minutes to look at the replay over on the sideline in the little mini camera. And I wonder if they're actually, you know, looking at it in Braille. Are they calling home to their mother? What are they doing over there to take so long? I agree with him. I think it should be, uh, it's, it's simple to me. Give them 60 seconds. You got one minute to make your mind up. Go look at the play twice and make the effing call. It takes five minutes on every single replay and the games take forever, and it ruins the flow. It ruins anyone that's got a roll going. That immediately is halted. Look, all I know is this. Ole Miss is going to Tiger Stadium to play at 3.30 in the afternoon in Baton Rouge. It's a tough way to uh, make a living, boy. I like LSU to hand Ole Miss their first loss. All right, we'll see how that one goes. Now let's look at the rest of the top 25 board here while we have a couple more minutes there are some big games, of course, throughout college football. These ones in the top-ranked teams, you got Iowa against Ohio State. In that one, that's 29.5, Ohio State laying at home. Cincinnati SMU, Cincinnati laying 3.5 to SMU on the road. Texas laying 6 to Oklahoma State on the road. What do you think of these three? Well, I'll save you a lot of time. Ohio State's going to beat the snot out of Iowa. They suck. Cincinnati SMU's potential for an upset here. I love Mordecai. They don't huddle. They're fast. They just keep cranking it up against whoever. I think Cincinnati's got their hands full down at Gerald Ford in Dallas. And I don't know how Texas is favored at Boone Pickens. I'm on Oklahoma State. Give me that six and a half. Thank you, ma'am. Or whatever it is, it's six. I got it at six and a half. How are they favored in Stillwater? You got to be kidding me. I have no idea. I'm with you on that one all over the Cowboys. Pistols firing with our boy Dave Hunziker down there. The rest of the top 25, of course, Boston College going away. 20 and a half. Wake is laying at home. Memphis and Tulane. Tulane laying seven at home. Minnesota and Penn State. 
Penn State laying four and a half at home as they try to rebound after their bad loss. And Kansas State, TCU, TCU laying three and a half at home. A lot of home favorites here. Well, I think TCU is really tough, and they won in double overtime against Oklahoma State. I think they can win this game and cover the number. I think Memphis can cover that seven-piece in New Orleans against Tulane. I think that's the game of the day. Wake will beat BC. I think Penn State beats Minnesota. I know a lot of people are on the Gophers in that four and a half. Not under the lights in Happy Valley. You're losing. White out. Good night. They're going to lose by 10 or more. All right, that's it for the top 25 games. If you want to see the unranked plays, make sure you watch Scott tomorrow or check out for allthemetrics.com. You'll be on in-game live all access tomorrow with Joe Rainieri, 12 to 4. Make sure to watch that throughout the day when we come back. We have a little more college to do. We're going to talk about how the playoff committee still can't get their stuff together. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So more fruitless meetings with the college football playoff committee. They can never uh, decide on anything. You know what they should do is get rid of all of them and get new people that can make decisions. I mean, honestly, all all the money that these people have, all the things that they have to decide for these universities, and they can't decide that making more money is good by putting more teams in the playoff. I don't get what it's taking so long, Scott. They held another meeting the other day, finished that meeting without deciding when the playoffs will expand to 12 teams, but still hopeful it could happen by 2024. Like, just pull the trigger already. I don't care what deals you have. The TV partners, the universities, everybody's going to be okay with more teams because more opportunity for everybody to make money. It's that simple. I mean, this is getting, like, beating your head against a wall dealing with these people. It is. It's just incredibly stupid by them. Uh, you know what? Why don't we, have, well, we have a minute. We only have a couple NHL games today, so why don't we skip ahead to that, of course. There were a lot of games last night. A lot of OT games. Sharks beat the Rangers in OT for their first win with David Quinn. Yeah, the Wild beat the Canucks. Kaprizov scored a game winner for them. Maple Leafs beat the Stars. Bruins beat the Ducks. A lot of games. You can go check out the scores. A lot of just beatdowns. Why don't we just go to tonight's games right now? Because there's only three of them. Why don't we start off with Tampa Bay and Florida? This game down, of course, in Florida. The Battle of the Sunshine State. Who do you like between the Lightning and the Panthers? You know, I got a, a decent price today, as you know, uh, Mafia, on the Panthers at home in Sunrise. I got them this morning at minus a buck five. They're actually uh, still that now. Well, I guess now they're minus 115. I got them at minus 105. This morning, they were the dog at home. We talked about a lot of bad games with bad teams in the NFL. You got two bad teams in the NHL, Red Wings, Blackhawks. Minus 115, Detroit is the favorite on the road against Chicago. It's Chicago's home opener. I got to take the Blackhawks and Kane, Taves, and company. I know they're young and horrible, but so are the Red Wings. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of big numbers in the NHL and a lot of big upsets. Do we get another one tonight when Seattle goes to Colorado? The Kraken, plus 200, Colorado, minus 250 on the money line. 
No, you will not get an upset. Seattle loses every game they play. The Avs are going to spank their ass. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.